Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting, I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters and here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Okay, Mariah said, how did you heal um, having old traumas come up and affect your relationship? How do you know if you're like fully healed to date? Here are my thoughts on that. I don't think that you're ever gonna fully be healed. And this is actually something that I found out about myself that is a pretty big thorn in my flesh, I would say.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amabola, and if this is your first time listening to my podcast, welcome. My name is Janine, and I post these every single Tuesday. So if you're ever bored or just looking for a way to enhance your Tuesdays, I've got you covered. My podcast is a faith-related podcast, and I try to talk about topics that just help you, that give you advice, that better you mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I'm a 29-year-old woman. I just turned 29 on March 21st, so last Tuesday was my birthday, which was really, really fun. And I've just been through a lot in my life. If you um, don't know my story, I have a podcast called My Testimony and How I Came to Know Jesus. So definitely check that out if you want more context as to the things I've been through and stuff like that. But uh, man, just some fun updates, I guess you could say. Let's see. Let's think. Let's think. Like I said, just had my birthday party, which has been, which was so fun. I did post a whole vlog on it on my YouTube channel. So that's also Janine Amapola. If you guys want to check that out, I had the vlog of kind of the behind the scenes prepping for the day. Um, I introduced my boyfriend on there, which was really, really fun. And um, you guys saw on my podcast about two weeks ago now that I did announce that I'm in a relationship, which has been really, really crazy. Such a whirlwind. It's been so fun um, just getting y'all's feedback. And um, today's podcast, I will be talking a little bit about that because you guys have a lot of questions regarding that, which I, I totally understand and figured. So I'm excited to get to answer some of those today. I'm about to head off to Oklahoma City today. It's a Thursday. And so both Caleb and I are actually going together. We're really excited because his family is from there. So we'll get to see his family. I'm really excited, but I'm going mainly to speak at a Christian university called Oklahoma Christian University. I'm really excited to get to speak this weekend. I have a whole like 45 minute speech or sermon, I guess you could say. And I'm so excited. So if you guys are listening or if anyone ever wants to book me for anything, um, you can email my team. It's on my Instagram bio or it should be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, you can always find that on my Instagram, but I'm really excited. I love just to get to see you guys face to face. That's like so fun because for the last 11 years, since I've been doing YouTube and Instagram and social media, a lot of it is not face to face. A lot of it's behind a camera. And so whenever I do get the chance just to see you guys like in person, I get so excited to get to meet you and all the things I freaking love it. Today, I'm just excited to get to sit down and answer a ton of y'all's questions. I haven't done a Q&A in a while, and so there's a lot of questions. I'm going to be trying to answer as many as possible in an hour or 50 minutes. I'm not sure. Um, a lot of you guys have said since posting my episode with Caleb that you actually want longer episodes, and I normally try to keep it around 35, 45 minutes. Um, I don't know how long this one's going to be, but you know, you can always take time to listen to it or take a break and then come back, whatever. You know, I'm just going to try to give you guys some answers and answer some of your questions and give you advice and just talk about things that I'm going through as well. Some other things that I just want to mention that I'm really, really, really excited about is number one, as you, if you guys are watching the YouTube video, if you guys don't know, we post these on YouTube so you guys can watch these there as well. But uh, for a good bit there, my neon sign in my background was not freaking working. The and sign was not working. And I'm really excited because I got another one. So if you guys are watching the YouTube video, you guys can see 
that it is now working. Yay. So I got this sign from this company called Echo Neon Signs. So thank you to them for sending this to me. So I'm really excited about that. And lastly, what I want to say just before we get into the Q&A episode, I am just flabbergasted. I'm excited. Happy and Healthy made it to the top charts last week. I was number 11 on the top religion and spirituality charts. And I was just on that chart with amazing people that I admire, like Sadie Robertson and Jonathan Bacluda, Joy Myers. I mean, so many other amazing Christian leaders that I look up to. So it was such an honor to get to be on the top charts. And that's because of you guys for sharing, for listening, for posting about us. So if you guys ever do, please tag me. I love to see when you guys are listening or using the audios or anything like that. So thank you guys so, so, so much. All right. Well, let's just get right into today's episode. I have my Alani new because I have been really bad at sleeping this week, like going to bed way too late. So I have my Alani new, I'm going to take a little sip. So I hope you guys have your coffee or drink or whatever you're drinking and you drink with me and let's just get right into today's episode. The first question is what advice, this is from Ashley, what advice do you have when you feel like God is not hearing you or they don't, you don't feel like God is with you. And those are the times I'm going to recommend to you when The enemy is telling you like, you're alone. No one cares. God doesn't care about you. He doesn't hear your prayers. All you do is complain to him and he's not listening. That's when you are going to have to go back to scripture. And when you read the Bible, we hear that God says to us, like, do not be afraid. I'm always with you. The Bible says in Joshua 1, 9, like, do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged for I am with you. I will go before you. And the Bible talks about how Jesus or God says to us that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And in Revelations 12, I believe there's a verse that talks about how the angels collect every single tear and every single prayer as an incense and they bring it to the Lord. So here's the thing is our feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. And so your feelings may be telling you, oh my gosh, God doesn't love me. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to, you know, receive my prayers. Why is he not listening, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you're, when you're going to have to go back to the truth, because the truth is the truth. Like whether your feelings are involved or not, whether you want to tell yourself all these things or the enemy is lying to you. You have to go back to the word of God and know that the word of God is true and reliable and consistent. And so that's when you have to say, okay, you know what, God, I know that I don't feel you right now. I know you're not answering my prayers. I don't feel close to you, but I know that you're close to me because your word says so and your word is true and your word is right. That's when you have to speak scripture over yourself because the enemy wants you to believe that you're alone, that he doesn't care all the things. And so you've got to fight the good fight in your mind. You've got to fight that fight and, 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 um, fight back on those lies that are, you know, in your brain telling you all these things. And just remember God is who he says he is. He is a God that does not lie and he does care about you and he does love you. And if he's not answering your prayers, it's because he's trying to prevent something or he's trying to protect you from something. So you have to trust in his sovereignty and his will and know that his ways are better. His ways are higher than yours and trust that he is who he says he is. And he does love you. Even if you don't get that prayer, even if you don't feel him, because there are seasons when I don't feel God always, but I still know he's there and I trust him regardless. And so let that be your prayer that you would cling to scripture, that you would pray, you know, God, even if I don't feel you, I'm still going to trust and have faith because faith is what we hope for, not what is seen. Faith is trusting in something that even though we can't see it or feel it, we know he's still there. So in prayer, pray for increased faith, pray for increased hope and increased trust. And I hope that helps. 
Okay, Mariah said, how did you heal um, having old traumas come up and affect your relationship? And this is just an interesting topic because, you know, I, I do want to answer this in, in conjunction with another one because there's another one in here. Let me find that really fast. Basically, I think someone said, like, how do you know if you're, like, fully healed to date? And here are my thoughts on that. I used to think, and this is like a newer opinion, I used to think that you had to be fully healed and fully ready and fully content before God would bring your relationship. And I'm just now at this point where I'm just like, I don't believe that's true. I think it just shows God's grace and God's love and God's kindness 10 times more that even yet while we were so sinners, God still loved us and sent his son to die for us because that is what the Bible says is that even yet when we were still sinners or when we rejected God or we didn't follow God, he still chose to die for us and still chose to love us. So it kind of goes within that, you know, whole perimeter of us being like, okay, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be fully content because even when you do get the marriage or even when you do get the house or the boyfriend or the job or whatever, we're all still searching for something else. We're all never fully content. And I had this kind of revelation from when my friend Riley, she talked about this in a podcast, how she doesn't think that God would give us a spouse only when we're ever content because it shows his kindness and his love 10 times more that even if we're not fully content, he still would bless us with a good gift. It shows how how gracious he is and how of a good how good of a gift giver he is to us that when we're still struggling, when we're still doubting, he still chooses to give us good gifts because it just goes to show like it's not contingent upon us. It's not contingent upon like, you know, whether we think that we're perfect or we're good or we're doing all the right things or we've prayed enough or we've, you know, read the Bible enough. It just shows God's goodness and his love and his kindness 10 times more. And so, yes, you want to work for sure. What I'm not, I'm not saying don't be content, don't be healed, don't work on yourself. I a hundred percent believe definitely do those. But I think it goes to show God's kindness and love 10 times more that even if you're not fully healed, even if you're not fully ready, even if you don't feel full, fully perfectly pretty right now, or like your body's ready, your job is ready or whatever, like God can still bring you the person at any single time, at any single moment. And that just goes to show it is not contingent upon you. It's contingent upon his timing when he thinks you're ready or when he deems you as ready. And so I was not ready when... I met Caleb. Like, I remember feeling like, nope, I don't want to date. I don't want to do this. I'm not ready. I want to be single. Like, 100% thought I would be single for a good bit, to be honest. Like, I was prepared pretty much that I would be the girl that was 30 and still single. And it's just funny how the Lord does it because I thought that I had been healed. I thought I had dealt with all my stuff. But what I think also God does is that God brings a person for that sanctification because that's what marriage is. Marriage is a sanctifying thing where it cleanses you, it purifies you, it refines you, it sharpens you, it makes you look more like Christ. That's what the purpose of marriage is. And so even though I was like, oh man, I'm, you know, I think I'm healed and I've done all the work, you don't know what things pop up until a person comes along. So in your rational mind, you may be like, I'm good, I'm done, I don't need anybody, or I'm, I've done the work. However, I think that is the beauty in a partner and a person is that they reveal the things in you that still need to be sharpened or refined or pruned. And I think that's what's beautiful. 
I think that's the kindness of God is that he brings somebody that should sharpen you because if they're not sharpening you or they're not making you better or they're not making you look more like Jesus, then that may not be the best person for you. And so I thought I was healed because I, you know, wasn't mad at any of my exes. I had forgave all of them. Um, I had done counseling. I had prayed. I had done singleness. Well, I think, you know, I loved my singleness, like all the things like I genuinely was like, I am good. You know, it wasn't until I started dating Caleb that I would see these old wounds come out on this old trauma and these old things from seven years ago that I was like, whoa. And so here's the thing is, I don't think that you're ever going to fully be healed because I think you will want to work through the scars and the wounds forever in your life because you're going to get new ones. You're going to get old ones, ones from childhood, ones from past relationships. And it's just deciding like, who do you want to do the hard things with? And is the person that you're with, do they want to do those hard things with you? Or are they going to run away from that and be like, nope, I'm not doing this. I don't want to sign up for that. You know what I mean? So find the person that even though they see you maybe as broken or not broken, because I don't think any of us are fully broken, but they may see your wounds or they may see your scars or the things that you're still working through. Will they still choose to stay? And will they still choose to choose you and work through those with you? Because to be honest, being with Caleb, it's actually been really healing because I think I was so used to every guy like leaving or being like, eh, I don't know about that. Or like just not seeing the value that I saw in me that I thought that God saw in me. And so it's just finding the person and letting God bring the person that will work through the wounds with you, not run away from them. I think that's the, the kindness again of God is that he will bring somebody to help you heal. And Caleb has been so unbelievably healing for me, which is why I just felt like, this was a good person from God because other people didn't really heal those wounds. They actually made them worse and they made them more scarred and it made me feel more battered and it made me feel more unloved. But Caleb loved me 10 times more. Like he leaned into it instead of running away from it. Listen guys, Janine and I have been married for six months and the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when, if you're parents and you have, you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon. So it is so beneficial and we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. What I'm going to encourage you is yes, always work on your wounds, still try to heal, still try to master singleness, still try to go to counseling or talk to mentors, pastors, um, deal with your old stuff because in some shape or form, it will pop up. It's better for you to deal with it now while you can than bring it into a relationship. But inevitably when you get married or when you're in, when you're in a relationship, it will pop up. It will manifest in some shape or form. It's just allowing the person to partner with you 
in healing those wounds, but still doing the work on your own and still taking your own accountability, your own responsibility, because at the end of the day, no one can solve you or fix you or heal you. Like that's got to be between you and God and yourself. And so just know like you've still got to put in the work. Okay. Long winded answer to that one. Amber asked me thoughts on birth control as far as health and how it affects women. So I'm not on birth control. Um, I, I'm not completely anti-birth control, to be honest. I'm really not. Um, I know a lot of my friends are. Some of my sisters are on that. However, considering I am 29 and I would want to have kids in the next three, two years, maybe, I don't know. Um, I won't be getting on birth control. I also have been seeing what people have been talking about on TikTok about how damaging it is for our bodies and how it messes people's bodies up and their hormones and so many things. And I feel like my body is pretty healthy right now. And I just don't think I want to mess that up. Now, I never want to say never, like I wouldn't be opposed to maybe a different form of birth control, but I don't think, I just don't think I'm going to get on it. Um, I don't think that it's super good for our bodies. If that is what you choose to do, go for it. However, I'm just going to encourage you to pray before doing that. See if that's the right fit. Talk to a doctor. Um, but I just don't know if that's something I want to personally do. I don't really want to put that in my body, especially being an older ish woman, which I know I'm not that old, but when you want to have kids, like it can mess up your whole cycle and all your hormones and all the things. So I'm personally not going to do it, but, um, you know, I just don't know if it's the best thing for our bodies. So maybe look into that a little bit more for yourself, but I just don't know if I want to do that. Sophia asked me, do you mentor or do discipleship with people one-on-one? And so I do mentor a girl right now. I mentioned, I meet up with her about once a month and we text occasionally, um, she's through this program here in Dallas called Ascent, which is really, really cool. It's where girls can mentor high school women. So it's really, really fun. I love meeting up with her. She's so sweet. Um, so I do that in person right now, but I am really trying to figure out if there's a way to do online mentorship because I actually get asked quite a bit, which I'm so honored. I'm like, you guys want me to mentor you? Um, which is so sweet, but I do feel like God has given me a lot of wisdom and I've walked through a lot of stuff. And so, um, I'm definitely looking into that and I'm trying to figure out a program right now. So just stay tuned and we'll see what I can come up with. Tanya asked me, do you struggle with caring for the opinions of others? And this is actually something that I found out about myself that is a pretty big thorn in my flesh, I would say. Um, I do, actually, and I wish I didn't, but I think that's always been a problem for me ever since I was young, was wanting the approval of others and conforming to people's opinions and wanting to be so liked that I would do anything to be liked. I don't think I'm like that anymore, but I am definitely... A person that caves into people's opinions pretty badly. That's why sometimes like I don't want to see rude comments or hate comments or um, if someone says something bad about me, it will definitely wear on me pretty heavily. Like it'll just replay in my mind and I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, why did they say that about me? And I'm angry and like all the things. And so that's actually something that I'm working through in counseling. So I just started counseling about a month ago and I'm really excited about that because I got into counseling just to make sure that I'm becoming the best version of myself before entering into a marriage of season, if that's the plan that God has for me. And so, um, I did get into counseling and that was one of the goals in there was like, Hey, I really want to make sure that I'm good and that I can live my life without the approval of man. And so I want to look at my life through the lens of God. You are my main audience. You are the only person I want to please. I do believe it's important to have the people around you in your circle that you trust that are wise to, you know, agree with what you're doing or to speak into what you're doing. And if someone says like, Hey, I don't think that's a good idea. I want to make sure that I listen to that. And I'm like, okay, tell me why that's not a good idea. Or what do you think about blank and get their opinion? But the thing is I noticed in the past, like two years, like 
a random person would be like, well, I don't think this, or I think this about you. It would wreck my whole day, like bad. And I would be like, why am like, why am I like that? You know? So I do care about that. And I'm trying to work on that because that is something I want to be set free from. Like, I don't think that's something that we can 100% ever be set free from, but I do think that's something that the Lord has worked on me a ton. I've made so much progress already, but that's just something both Caleb and my best friend, Maddie, encourage me in all the time is just like, okay, we've got to break that off of you and not let one person's opinion wreck your whole day when 100 other people are saying good things and the one person that's bad comes along. Like, so I'm really trying to work on that. So short answer, yes, but I'm definitely working through it and I've made a lot of strides. Someone asked me, I think her name is Akira. Is it hard being in a relationship with a history of a struggle with sexual sin? And this may be taboo to talk about, but I just want to be honest because I know that this is a struggle for a lot of women. And if no one's going to speak about it, like I will. So yes, I mean, I've shared in my story that I did struggle with some past addictions and I am not a virgin. That was like something that happened seven years ago. And so I don't think that they really hover over me now. I really don't think it's an absolute crutch for me. I don't think it's a very big problem. However, that is the way that God wired our bodies is to desire intimacy, to desire sex, to desire that with the person that you love. And so I don't think it's a very big struggle. Like I don't sit around all day and be like, oh man, this is such like, I really, I really don't. But inevitably, naturally, when you are dating somebody and you love them and you're wanting your relationship to go towards marriage, it is going to get difficult. Now, I don't see my past pop up in that shape or form, which I'm super thankful for. I really don't. Um, so I definitely feel like I'm set free from that, but you know, when you're dating and you're trying to figure out boundaries and all these things, it does get difficult because you're like, uh, wait, we love each other. We, our bodies are meant to do this. We do want to be married. So it's navigating that. So we've had to form some good boundaries. We don't do anything past kissing. You know, he doesn't sleep over. We don't sleep together. We don't stay in the same bed. We don't really travel one-on-one. Um, we just definitely have some really good boundaries within that. And so it does get difficult the more you date, but we have set up good boundaries. We have accountability and we've just seen it work in a relationship and we just feel God definitely blesses our relationship so much because of that. And we really want to save all of that for marriage. And so, yeah, that's my answer to that. Part of today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I'm excited to be partnering with them just because I'm such an advocate of therapy and counseling. It's actually something I just recently re-signed back up for. So I am a big proponent of therapy because sometimes there's things where you're just, you just don't know how to overcome it by yourself, or you may not feel your best, or you're feeling overwhelmed and you're not showing up in the way that you want to. And I think that's where a therapist can really help you and gets you closer to the best version of yourself. So if you are thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is definitely a great option for that. It is convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's online. So what you'll do is you'll just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any single time at no additional charge. So that's a great benefit. So if you do want to live a more empowered life, therapy can definitely get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash healthy to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash healthy. Check it out. Okay, Mary asked me your number one fashion tip. You always look stunning. I'd love to know some of your secrets. Thank you so much, Mary. I really appreciate that. So I do love to shop, but I do try to be careful to not cave into trends very much because trends are like what you waste your money on the most. So they're the ones that like come and go. And so like, unless I really, really foresee myself wearing it long-term, right? It's really something I'm like, okay, I have to have that. 
I will first wait a little bit to see if the trend's going to stick around or if it's something that I genuinely really like. Like, for example, the high top Converse for a good bit there, I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about those. Like, I thought they were a little bit weird, but then the more that I kept seeing girls wearing them and this one girl in particular on Instagram, her name's like Vivian Audi. I would be like, okay, yeah, no, now, no, I want it. But I give myself some time to process before purchasing something. And then what I'd like to do is I buy, I like to buy a lot of like staples. Like I don't like to buy any super crazy patterns, any florals, really anything that I can't really wear over and over and over again. So like this blue shirt that I'm wearing right now, I know that I can wear this to a lot of speaking engagements. I can wear this to church again. I can wear this for spring. I can wear this again next year. Um, so I like to buy a lot of staples. Um, I'm not a big designer shopper. I don't like to blow my money on very expensive things. Um, so I really like to try to find pieces that I can rewear again. So I do a lot of Amazon, um, some Nordstrom, not really free people as much. Um, I love a lot of, and I'm very, very fortunate and very thankful that a lot of companies do send me clothing. So like White Fox Boutique will send me stuff, but I would say majority of my clothing is from Zara or Amazon or let's see where else Abercrombie. And I'll just buy staples and rewear those and a lot of neutrals, a lot of neutrals. So it's building out a wardrobe that you can wear over and over and over. You can wear rewear pieces, a lot of staples. And so that is what I recommend to save money, live better. Walmart. I'm just kidding. Hey, speaking of Walmart, Walmart, Walmart has stepped it up. So definitely check out Walmart and Target. They have stepped it up. It's very affordable. I actually do get some stuff from them as well. So check those out. This girl doesn't have a name. Her, her username is E Raylan. Have you ever felt any spiritual attacks on your relationship? What's your advice to cope? And 100%, I would say yes. Um, that is a big part of the story, actually. And I definitely, like, one day I want to share all my thoughts on the relationship and things that I was going through and more advice from y'all. I'm just going to wait on that one a little bit. But, yes, I definitely felt some spiritual attacks. I definitely felt like the enemy gave me a lot of confusion. Someone asked me, will you and Kayla be moving in together until you're married? And no, we are saving everything for marriage. We are saving sex for marriage. We don't want to live together before marriage. We want everything to be just something that happens as we get married. I just believe that's the way that God would prefer that. And God has ordained that. I believe that's a blessed marriage. I definitely believe as well. It's also proven statistically that people that live together before marriage have a higher chance of divorce as well as sleep together before marriage have a higher chance of divorce than those that don't. But also just biblically, I just believe that's the way God had ordained it. And that's something that we want to do. And I still love the season that I'm in. And so I think it's kind of fun to kind of have still our own things. And I think it's just exciting when you get married for both of y'all to kind of conjoin and start this new life together where you live together and you're learning intimacy. And like, it may be a lot all at once, but I mean, it doesn't scare me in any shape or form. And he's at my house almost every single day. So like, I already know how he cleans and cooks and how he helps around the house and like how we operate together. And so I just don't believe in the whole theory of try before you buy or in order to know you have to live together first. Like I don't base my marriage and my relationship based off of conditions. Like I don't want to base my love and my condition of whether I should marry him or not, of whether he's a clean person or can cook or whatever. Like, I just don't think that is true love. I don't think that's the way that God ordained marriage or set that up. I think that seems like a pretty selfish, conditional marriage. And so I don't want to base it off of that. And I still pretty much know already how he is. And of course, when you move in together, you will learn new things than you've ever seen before. Like I'm for sure not exactly sure what to expect in that, but that's okay because I still choose him and love him regardless of whether he 
puts the toilet seat down or not, or leaves his plates out. Like there's going to be things that annoy me about him for sure. And vice versa. However, I just think that love is a sacrifice. Love is a choice. You choose them regardless. And if you date well, you get to see most sides of them. And so that is not something that we will be doing. And so, yeah. Okay, what is some advice for some women who work from home? How do you keep your sanity? So this is something I've actually done pretty much my whole life. I did have some jobs back in high school and college as well. But until I started YouTube, like I've fully worked from home. And so the number one thing I would say is create routine and habits. And so have a disciplined time of when you know you're going to wake up, when you're going to go to bed. So what I like to do is I like to backtrack of when I need to go somewhere. So say I need to be somewhere at like 4 p.m., which I normally start like meeting up with people or Bible studies or coffee dates. I'll do that around 4 p.m. or whatever. So I'll backtrack from that time and I'm like, okay, what needs to be done from when I wake up to the hour of meeting somebody? And so I'll create a routine and a schedule from then. But also I think what helps a lot is work, not working from home. Like if you can work at a coffee shop, I recommend sometimes it's great to just get out of your environment and to go somewhere new. Or what I like to do is I'll kind of move around my house. I'll work from the couch and then I'll move to the dining room table or then I'll go to my office. So sometimes it's helpful for me to kind of just not be stuck in one room and I'll kind of move around a little bit. Um, but I've also just, I think I'm good at it because I've been doing this for so, so long. But create good habits, create good routines, create a schedule, uh, make a plan hourly what you're going to do, write a list in order of like what's most important to least important. Because if you know that your peak productive hours are from like 10 to 12, make sure that that is when you're doing like the hardest, most laboring work, like the ones that take most capacity from your brain, do that during those hours. And then I would say like at night, that's when you can become social. So like have a friend come over or go on a walk with a friend, like make it, take advantage of the nighttime and really seeking people out at that time so that when you're alone during the day working from home, it doesn't feel as lonely because you're getting refueled at night. So I would say those are some of my tips. And if you need to throw your phone away, because I know for me, my phone is definitely a distractor. I need to put it on like do not disturb a lot of the times. I need to put it on screen time a lot of the times and just get off of it because I know it can be very, very distracting. So hopefully those help. How did both you and Caleb's parents react to the news of you guys dating? Were they excited? So this is actually something in the very beginning, my parents freaked out over because of the age gap. And I know when I mentioned my story, um, I mentioned the age gap quite a bit. Um, I'm aware of that, but that was because that was something that I was wrestling through a lot as well of like, can I do an age gap? Is this something that I want to do? Is this something that you know, is a problem. Um, so when I first told my parents that he was four and a half years younger to me, they did freak out. My dad originally was like, uh, no, you should be the one that's four and a half years younger. But my mom immediately actually was very on board. She was the one that was like, no, like if he's mature, if he's taking care of you, if he's a good guy, she's like, we don't care. And so I was actually really thankful that my parents didn't totally freak out. My dad was not on board in the beginning because he really worried like, how will he take care of you? Is he mature? But the more that my dad got to know Caleb, the more that he was like, okay, yeah, I can see it. So at first they didn't, they did kind of freak out a little bit, but then once they met him and saw him, they were like, okay, yeah, we're on board. His parents, um, asked me some questions too. They were like, why do you want to date him? Or is the age gap not weird for you? And I got to explain to them, like, it kind of is a little bit weird for me. However, the more I've gotten to see him and do life with him, the more that I'm like, no, this guy is amazing. And it, I don't see an age gap and he's so mature. Like sometimes I think he's more mature than me. So 
it's just an encouragement, hopefully, to you ladies. When it comes to age gaps, just remember that don't put God in a box of what you're expecting. You know, like God can give you somebody that you didn't expect, whether it's hair color, job, career, lifestyle, where they live, what they look like, height, so many different things. Like don't put God in a box, whether they're four and a half years older, four and a half years younger, just make sure that they are a man of God first and foremost. And that was something that I was like, I've seen his character. I know who he is. And that's why I'm choosing this person. And the more that you date them, the more you'll start to see like, oh, wow, age really doesn't matter as much. I don't really see Caleb's age anymore. Like, yes, it manifests in different ways and he'll see my age in different ways. But sometimes I feel like he's more mature than I am, which is really funky. So just as an encouragement to you ladies, like don't be scared to date someone younger or date someone a little bit older. Just make sure that it feels right, that it is God ordained or that God is blessing it. And that overall, they are a man of character. They're a godly man above anything else. And so seek that and pursue that. And remember, age is just a number. Cherry asked me advice for single ladies, also words of encouragement. So I know that the single season is very hard and it's something that people still dm me about a lot this day and i understand it you know i've had many seasons of singleness and a lot of seasons of just being very discouraged and distraught with god and just being like god where is he when why how why me like especially you know when i went through a breakup and i was like very frustrated thinking that that was going to be my year of getting engaged and it not happening and so i just want to say like if you're single for a reason there's a reason you know if you're single right now like God has you right where he wants you to be for a reason. And so my encouragement always to single ladies is like, I know it's annoying when people are like, see it as a gift, see it as a gift. But if you do singleness well, you really will see that this is a gift. Like it is a blessing that you get to do whatever, whenever you want. You get to move, you get to travel, you get to hang out with your girlfriends. You don't have to go to anybody and be like, can I do this? What are your thoughts on this? Like now that I am in a relationship, it does affect friendships a little bit. It does affect my time. It does affect money. It does affect the way I see future. It does affect how much I travel because you're wanting to consider somebody now into your plans, which is great. That's the way God had it laid out for you to be when you get married as well. But when you don't have to do that at this moment, see that as a blessing and instead invest your time into your friends, invest your time into community, invest your time into yourself. What you should be doing is see this as a opportunity cost, an investment into yourself. You want to see that this singleness is investing into yourself to later bless yourself and your future marriage down the road and your future children down the road. Because the healthier you are now, the healthier as a single individual you are now, the healthier your marriage will be later. And so it's like, what do I need to work on right now? Where do I need to be pruned right now? What areas am I still struggling in? How can I make myself the best version possible? Because almost when you become so good at singleness and when you become so content in who you are right now, it's almost like whoever comes in has to be a dang good person to mess up that singleness. Like if someone wants to come and take away singleness from you by dating you, they better be worth it. And so I think when you start to build up your value in yourself and your worth in yourself. Not anybody can just come take you off the market. They better be so God ordained or such a godly man or the, the best man you've dated or someone just so good to come along and take you off that amazing path that you're on. And that comes with self-work and with time and a prayer and working on yourself because you start to see not anybody deserves me. Not everybody can just come along and just speak into me or get time with me or take me out on a date. Like it does, it takes 
a, an amazing man to be able to deserve this. And it's not that you want to come along and be like, I'm haughty and I'm boastful and look at me, blah, blah, blah. But no, you're seeing yourself as valuable. You're seeing yourself as worthy. So work on spending time with God and saying, God, how do you see me? I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm worthy, but God, will you bring the person to me that sees me the way that you sees me? You see me. You know what, y'all? I need to take off my sticky bra because I am absolutely sweating right now. I need to turn the AC down. So excuse me, but I had to take off my sticky bra. It was about to fall off anyway. So I just feel like go on the trip, do the things that you want to do, move somewhere if you need to, go to your church, invest in your friends, um, serve people well, like do all those things. And I believe that when the right man comes along, he'll be like, this woman is incredible. The way that she loves people, she serves her community. Um, she's confident in herself. She's running in her race. She's running in her lane. She's doing her thing. Like that's how you want a man to find you. And it doesn't have to be that you're flaunting all the time or you have the most amazing job or you have it all figured out. It's not about that. It's about, are you confident? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in who God says you are? Do you believe in the worth in yourself? Do you believe you're a worthy woman that deserves to be pursued and cherished the way that God wants you to be pursued and cherished? Like I said, not every man gets access to that. Not every man deserves you. So wait for the right one that God has sent for you because some men may not see your worth and value and it's like, okay, fine, bye. I will wait for the right person that does. So um, yeah, use it well, you guys, and know that God has a man out there for you. Pray for that. Pray for your future husband. Pray for yourself to work on yourself and be the person you are looking for. Okay, another question is, when was the moment you knew you had the gift of speaking to people? Okay, this is actually kind of funny because I actually don't think this still to this day. <laughs> Like if y'all could ever watch the bloopers or what I send my podcast coordinator to edit, you would be like, yes, yeah, she doesn't have the gift of speaking. I genuinely don't like, and maybe this is me like disqualifying myself or whatever, but the way, the reason why I'm saying this is I'm, I'm being self-deprecating is because I don't know if I fully have the gift of speaking to people. I started this podcast with basically just having a story to share, sharing my story but I wouldn't say I'm the most eloquent speaker. I wouldn't say I'm the most soft-spoken speaker. I wouldn't say I'm the most, you know, fancy speaker. Like, I'm really not. When I hear other women speak, I'm like, dang, she is powerful. And I'm inspired. I'm encouraged. I'm in, and I'm, see, look, I can't even speak. I'm inspired and I'm encouraged and I'm motivated by them. But there's been times that I've done speaking engagements and I, and I re-listened to the footage later and I'm like, yeah, I'm not the most gifted speaker. However, I don't think that you need to be the most perfect, eloquent speaker. If God has anointed you, then it doesn't matter the way it sounds or the way you formulate sentences. Like if God has anointed you, then you speak sister, you speak the way that God has called you to speak. And so even though I'm not the most eloquent, you know, sometimes when I look at speaking engagements where I'm like, dang, like, does anybody actually want to hire me? Like, I know I'm not as good as her or her or her. It doesn't matter. If God has called you to speak, speak, speak the way that God has called you to speak. And so that's the way I see it is I'm like, I know I'm not the most eloquent, but I'm not going to disqualify myself or let the enemy disqualify me because God has called me to speak. And people are still wanting to hire me. Like I've never sought out to tell somebody, hey, will you hire me to speak at your church? Will you hire me to speak at your ministry or whatever? Like people, I guess, see what God has put inside of me and they want me to come speak because they see what the, the they see the gift that God has put over me. But I've never been one to kind of be like, yeah, I have the gift of speaking. Cause I, I really still like wholeheartedly, I'm like, I still stumble on my words. 
I'm not the most gifted speaker, even though I was a comm major and I took all the classes, like I still have so much to learn. And so what I like to do is I know that God has called me to open my mouth. I know God has called me to use my platform, to use my voice. And it may not be the most perfect or the most eloquent or the most clear or the most fancy or the most whatever, like detailed as another woman, but I still believe that God has so called me to it either way. And so I just try to run my race and run in my lane. And I encourage you guys to do the same. Like if you feel God has called you or has given you a story or has given you a voice, which I think we all have that in some shape or form, use it, open your mouth. It may not look like someone else's and that's okay. That's still beautiful. Like this is my podcast. This is my voice. This is my story. And God is still using it. Even if it doesn't look like Sadie Robertson or Christine Kane or Maddie Pruitt or whoever, I'm Janina Mopola. Like this is who God has called me to be. And that's my encouragement for you guys is God has called you to be you for a reason. You don't need to act or look or do or do anything like a certain person because he's called you to be you. So the way that you speak or the gifts that you have or the calling that you have, it's going to look different than somebody else's. It's not going to be in the exact shape or form. And that's beautiful and perfect. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're not all supposed to be the same. We're not all supposed to run in the same race. We're not all supposed to look the same. Like that's pretty boring. Like God has given us all unique gifts and talents and callings and, and things for a purpose because we're all called to have different parts of the body, but we unite as one and use our gifts to unite to, to advance the kingdom all together. But I may be a leg and you're an arm. You may be the eye and she may be the, the elbow. I don't know. Like, but we're all different. And so, um, I, I guess you could say I'm called to speaking, but I never thought I had the gift of speaking per se. I just think it's something that I developed into the more that I started doing social media, the more I did this podcast. So yeah, I'm just thankful for it. I'm really grateful and I'm super grateful for all the opportunities to speak and to use this podcast. But dang, if y'all saw how much I stumbled on my words, you would be like, ah, I don't know if she's gifted, <laughs> but thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Okay. Melissa asked me, how do you deepen friendships? And this is a great question because this is something that I think we should all continually strive to do. And so friendships are a beautiful thing. I know friendships are difficult. A lot of people reach out to me a lot of the times and they're like, I don't know how to make friends. And so I'd encourage you to go listen to my podcast that's talking all about friendships. But overall, if you do have a friend in your life, sometimes you've just got to be the initiator. You've got to be the one that engages because I think everybody has this assumption like, oh no, no, she'll reach out to me, but she hasn't reached out to me. So maybe she doesn't like me. And like, we're all playing this game in our heads of thinking that someone else is going to make the first move or they're going to step up first when sometimes like you've got to be the one that does that. And so I love to initiate. I love to reach out to people. I love to say, Hey, would you want to come over? Will you want to get coffee? I have this massive group text that I started with like 25 girls in Dallas that are all at my church and stuff. I host a lot. So next week I'm hosting a ton of girls at my house and I try to create environments and create spaces and use my home for that to hopefully bless people and create deeper friendships. And so Sometimes you've just got to be the initiator and stop waiting around for people to reach out to you or to people to call you. Like you've got to be the one that calls. You've got to be the one that reaches out. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And sometimes there will be seasons where nobody's calling you or nobody's initiating, but keep doing it. Keep persisting. And um, when, when that does happen, when you do get to hang out with them, like really ask good questions, ask them their story, ask them their background, ask them about their upbringing, their family. How do they not come to know Jesus? If they don't know Jesus, that's okay. Share your faith. If you can share how you came to know Jesus, invite them to church, invite them to coffee, invite them to get walks with you. Like it's really about being persistent and following up with people. A lot of the times I'll text friends and be like, Hey, how, how are things going? How can I be praying for you? Send me updates. 
and we'll send each other voice memos back and forth and I'll pray over people. Um, or I'll try to remember something that someone's been through. For example, one of my friends told me she was really discouraged about, um, buying a house. And so a lot of my friends currently are trying to buy houses, which is just goes to show that I'm in that age range right now. But, um, a lot of my friends are trying to buy houses right now. And so one of my friends opened up to me how discouraged she's been about trying to buy a house and it's been falling through and it hasn't been working. And so I knew that was something that she was struggling with. So today I actually reached out to her and I said, Hey, I'm thinking of you praying for you. What's the update on the house? And she told me that she's really excited because she ended up closing on a house and I am so excited for her. So it's things like that about being intentional and remembering the things, which I need to be so much better at this. I know, but being intentional about when a friend opens up about something they're struggling with or they're dealing with following up with them on that and saying like, Hey, can I be praying for you? What's the update? How's that going? How can I care for you? A lot of the friends in my life that I know are really good friends. They do that to me. Like, Hey, how are you and Caleb? What's that thing that you were struggling with? How's that going? Hey, I remember you said a month ago that this was an issue. How's that now? So write down things. A lot of the times what I will do is if a friend shares with me that they're struggling with something, I'll write it in my notes and then I will go through my notes eventually be like, okay, I remember Maddie said this, or I remember Riley said this, and then I'll go and text them or call them or FaceTime them and then follow up with them about that. And so it's just being intentional and praying with them and rejoicing when they rejoice, crying with them when they cry. That's biblical in Romans 12, five. And so, um, yeah, I think that's what it looks like to be a good friend and just initiate. And then eventually I think as people start to see you be a good friend and you initiate, they'll want to initiate more back. And so sometimes I think you just got to make the first step and be willing to be rejected or them say no, or be like, um, I don't know, blah, blah, just, but we keep doing it. Keep showing up y'all keep showing up. Okay. Uh, Angie asked me, how often are you in the word? I know daily, but how much do you read? So this is something I kind of want to talk about because I think a lot of the times people just think that, you know, you just got to sit down and read your Bible and check the list and then be done. And then you're like, okay, get on with my day, which I know that I struggle with that a lot myself. And so what I really want to encourage you guys is yes, read the word. I read the word every single morning, almost every single morning. For example, yesterday I completely spaced because I had a really busy day. I didn't read. So I used this morning to take a little bit longer to catch up. So right now what I'm doing, if you guys are not following me on my Instagram, I do Bible, Bible challenges on my Instagram. So every single month I pick a book with you guys to read and we read a chapter a day. I also have a thing called the Geneva chat. It's on my Instagram story. It's linked in my Instagram bio. It's called join the Geneva chat. And there's a tab in there called Bible challenges. So we will all post in there together. It's a, it's a chat all for girls. We all post in there. We post our thoughts, things that we're learning in the Bible. I do read my Bible almost every single day and I don't ever want to be legalistic. I'm not trying to like beat myself up. Like I missed yesterday and I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I didn't read my Bible. I'm the worst Christian ever. I think that's legalism. God still loves you regardless if you don't read your Bible. However, if you do want to know God better, if you do want to know his voice, you want to abide in him, you want to seek him, you want to know what his voice sounds like, his character, all these things, like you're going to want to read the Bible. So I make that a priority. I wake up, I make my coffee, I turn on worship music. I just did an Instagram story or an Instagram post on this two days ago about tips for um, spending time with the Lord. You can check that out on my Instagram. I'll get my worship music on and I'll read a chapter a day. So right now we're going through the book of Proverbs. And I'll read a chapter, I'll get my journal, and I'll write down maybe a verse I really liked from it. Um, and if I don't understand it, I'll use this app called Verse by Verse, or it's called Enduring Word. Those are both great apps that will help you understand the Bible. If you are, if you are a beginner or you're new in your faith or whatever, those are great resources. So I definitely check those out. Definitely recommend those. I am really struggling to speak, you guys. I, I'm so sorry. I know this whole podcast, I've been slurring or saying incorrect grammar 
I apologize. Yeah, so I read a chapter a day and then I just don't beat myself up. Sometimes what I think we can do is we can place reading the Bible or just checking the box over just actually sitting in God's presence and just praying to him. So, you know, I, I sometimes, like I said, I have a really rushed morning. I'll just read the chapter. I'll be, I'll be like, okay, God, I read my Bible. Okay, I'm done. Bye. And then I'll move on to my day. Without actually just like sitting and being like, okay, God, will you speak to me or praying to him? And so this morning, which I've been trying to be a lot better at this, I just sat on my floor. I like went on my knees and I just prayed and I prayed over my day, prayed over this weekend, prayed over Caleb, prayed over my mind, prayed over any fears. And I just asked the Lord to speak to me. And so sometimes that's just so much better than just reading a scripture and checking the box and then moving on with your day. Like sitting in God's presence is something that I genuinely believe just creates the best intimacy with the Lord of where you can hear his voice. You slow down. You can just spend time with him. Like I think sometimes that can be really, really beneficial. And so, and sometimes more than reading the word, I'm not saying for sake reading the word, but I think we can read the word and we don't actually receive it because our hearts aren't open. We're not slowing down to be like, God, what do you want to teach me in that word? What do you want to show me? And so I encourage you to try to do both, but don't um, think that you have to read it just to make yourself like a good Christian. I think God would rather have a pure heart and rather you sit in his presence and rather you talk to him than you just check a box and just be like, okay, bye. Like out of legalism, read the Bible out of adoration for the Lord and loving God and wanting to know him versus obligation for the Lord. So I hope that helps. Okay, this next question said, you said your last relationship was healthy, but not the one for you. How should one figure that out? So um, I don't want to labor on this too much, but there might be some girls that are going through this exact same thing where they are dating somebody that they know is not their husband. And if that's you, knock, 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 this is for you. Um, so I actually didn't know immediately that he wasn't my husband. Um, it was, like I said, a great relationship. But the more that time went on and I felt inconsistency from him and I felt like he was wrestling, whether I was the one, the more that I started to be like, yeah, I don't think this is it. Because... I just believe that if God has someone for you, God is going to ignite that man's heart for you. You cannot mess it up. You cannot run away. Like as much as I tried with Caleb where I was like freaking out and panicking and all the things, I still believe that God was in it and God showed me that. And he showed me that through other people, through prophecies, through just confirmations. And I never had gotten anything like that with my ex. And so even though like it, like I always talk about this, like even though a relationship can be good and it was healthy, like we had great boundaries. He was an amazing guy, like all the things I just didn't feel like it was like the type of relationship that I had prayed for and waited for my entire life. And even though on paper, he had a lot of the things that I really was like, yes, this is good. That's good. That's good. Like on paper, it checked off all the things and we had a good relationship. We never fought. It wasn't like toxic or anything. It was just also this like feeling inside of me because I really believe that God will give you a feeling when you're just going to know. And so there was this feeling inside of me that just was like, this just doesn't feel like it's it. And so maybe you're feeling that maybe you're like, huh, I just don't know if this is exactly like all that I've prayed for. A lot of the times I would be wanting certain things from him that I just don't think that God wired him to be like. So it felt like our love languages were different, the way we pursued things, the way we had goals in our life, they were really different. And so the more that we dated, the more that we were like, huh, I just don't know if this is lining up. And so that's what kind of started to give me the confirmation of be like, we're both going two different directions and we both want God things, but our things are just different. And the way you want to do ministry is different than what I want to do ministry. And the way you want to be more private is different than how I want to be private. And so when you start to like really sit and think, that's when I was like, 
it just doesn't make sense. Like this just doesn't make sense. And I think a relationship with God and with the person that you're with should just make sense. And other people will see it. They'll be like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. Like we see the way that you guys better each other. We see the way that you guys are a good fit for each other. So I think if you're really wrestling with that and you're really having these doubts, you're really like, ah, is this really like, if they're going to get down on one knee, like, would you panic? Would you freak out? Would you, are you still thinking about another person? Are you still wanting someone else's type of love? Like think about that because that might be a sign that you may be in the wrong relationship. But again, there's not a one size fits all. That's something that you got to process through with the person, with your friends, with your community, with mentors, and really think about what do you want? What are your values? What are your goals? And does this person have the same ones as you? So just think about that. But I think deep down inside, you know, every woman has a very good intuition and you, you know, someone asked me what would be in my advice to my single self. Like when I was single, I said in the podcast, when Caleb and I shared our story that I told God that I wasn't going to search. I wasn't going to do anything. So I remember literally two days before meeting Caleb for the first time, I made this TikTok and um, hold on, maybe I can find it. Hold on. I'm going to play it for y'all. So this was on July 1st and I met Caleb July 4th. So right around this time is when I just like threw in the towel and I said, God, I'm so sick of like trying to make this happen in my own. I remember I would scroll on guys, TikToks and I'd be like, oh, he's cute. And I would like their thing. And I was like, I need to stop. I need to stop the scrolling. I need to stop the stalking. I need to stop the searching. And I need to just surrender and give this to God and let him create my own love story. And I genuinely was like obsessed with the, with like the dating. And I was like trying to fill this void. And so I kind of just stopped. I just surrendered. And I was like, I don't want a love story that I've contrived and created on my own. And so that was around this time when I just was like, God, this is when I was like saying in the podcast, I was like, God, I want a story that like the man saw me and pursued me and wanted me from day one. And I didn't have to convince him and I didn't have to follow him first. or I didn't have to stalk him or create something to happen. And so I made this TikTok, which I'll play for y'all really fast. Okay. So this is the TikTok that I created. And this was my prayer around this time. As I said, God, I want a story that, that only you could have created. And so, I mean, I believe that's mine with Caleb, um, but this is the TikTok that I made. Okay, I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but sis, stop scrolling, stop seeking, stop searching, and stop stalking. Stop trying to create your own love story. Don't you want a love story that you can look back and be like, man, only God did that and I waited well. So stop trying to manipulate things, make things happen, force things, going out and searching for it. Take a step back, go live your life, be confident in who you are and trust God with your love story. He knows you want it and he's gonna give it to you when he thinks it's the perfect time because he knows you better and your story better than you do. I know this is hard to do, but oftentimes when we put the story into our own hands, it doesn't go as planned. Yep. Okay, not- okay, so that was that TikTok that I made. Yeah, because I look back and I was like, man, the past relationships that I did have were the ones that I created myself. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I think that would be my encouragement to single self is stop trying so hard. Stop trying to like force things to happen and put yourself in a, a guy's ways so that he sees you more like whatever. Like I just believe that the person that God has for you or the story and maybe not, not everyone's story is the same, but I just believe that like the story that God has for you won't be one of you having to force it or manipulate it or control it. And so I wish I just lived my life more and I just did my thing and I didn't worry about it so much. I wasn't so focused and over consumed by it. 
And so that would be my encouragement to you guys is um, just live your life and believe and trust that God will bring you the person when the timing is timing is right. Like I said in that TikTok. And so God knows your love story more than you do. He has it in the palm of his hands. He's just waiting to give it to you when the timing is right. And so I hope that you guys will trust him with it. Okay, this next question is from Julia. She said, there's so many things I want to be consistent in, but I can only do one at a time. Tips. So first of all, I would recommend listening to my um, my habits episode with Craig Rochelle. He talks about this. And here's the thing. If you have one habit already mastered, like you're already on an amazing start. Not a lot of people even have that. And so the fact that you even have one is an incredible thing. And so I love that it's uh, already a mastered habit that you have, but now how can you add on to it? And so I have um, so many episodes on habits, but the number one thing is that you want to start very, very small. And so it's like, pick another habit. If you already have one done, now pick one more. And since you've already mastered the first one, hopefully now you can either add on to that master, that mastered habit or add on to that one habit that you have currently and you can grow it. So maybe right now you're like, I already make my bed once a day. Okay, so now what can you do? Do you want to add on reading before bed every single day? So what can you do to enhance that? Well, first you need to get the tools ready for that. Okay, what book do you want to read? D- determine what, how many pages do I want to read tonight? Instead of saying like, I'm going to read an entire chapter, start extremely, incredibly small. I'm going to read one page a night. So you start really, really small until you can master that and then build up to it. And so then what you'll do is you'll want to, grab your book, put it on your bedside table. So you see it and you're like, okay, I see the book and now I'm going to create, um, ways to make it easier. So if it means putting my phone across the room before bed and now reading a page a night and making it obvious to where I see the book on my bedside table, then that's what I'm going to do. And so maybe you start to read one page and you're like, oh, you know what? Now I want to read another page and another page. The point is you want to make it extremely small and easy and obvious for yourself so that you keep doing that. So I don't know what that habit needs to be for you. Maybe that's you know, eating healthier, working out, drinking water. I recommend listening to my episodes on habits. I think I have two of them. Check those out and see if they help you. But just know if even having one is a great, amazing start. So be proud of yourself for that. Okay, you guys, I'm going to be wrapping up. So I'm going to be answering this last question. And I hope this episode was a blessing to you. So uh, Chris asked me, what is your advice for someone who is about to move to a new city? Now, Lord willing, or hopefully you are a Christian, I would Definitely recommend immediately get involved in a church because sometimes when you move to a new city, it's very intimidating. You don't know everybody. So be comfortable to kind of have to be uncomfortable for a good bit. You're going to be alone. You're going to feel awkward. You're going to have to do things by yourself. And I know that's really scary, but that's only for a season. Just know like that is for a season. So how can you use that season to the best of your ability? Join a church, join a small group or join a women's group there. Maybe you can join my Geneva chat. You can post in the Abide Tribe Facebook page. That's also um, on my Instagram highlight tab or on my Instagram bio. Post and see if there's anybody you can meet there. And then um, maybe you can use Bumble BFF or go to a workout class and say hi to people. Be extra friendly to people. Say, hey, where'd you get that? What's your name? What? How, where are you from? Like, you never know who you'll meet by just being simply kind and encouraging somebody or complimenting somebody. So be willing to try new things, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to have to maybe struggle for a little bit in the season because it is going to be hard, but be proud of yourself for doing something that's not a lot of people want to do. Be proud of yourself for doing something that's incredibly challenging and hard, but that's amazing because 
where we grow is in the uncomfortable moments. And so I think that's so beautiful that you're willing to do that. So join a church, be willing to say hi to people um, and go do things that you wouldn't necessarily normally do. Try new things, be willing to experiment on new things, try new workout classes, cooking classes, whatever the case may be. And know that all of that's just going to be for a season. And then when you do meet somebody, pursue them and pursue them well. Ask them to hang out, get their number, invite them over, go to church with them. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just, again, it's going to be you having to take the first step of saying hi to them, being nice, being encouraging, asking them, where'd you get your shoes, whatever, and seeing what can form from that. And so um, it can be a little bit of small talk in the beginning, but some small talk can go a long way and it can lead to an amazing friendship. So that's amazing. Be really proud of yourself. I know it's really hard to do, but just be really proud of yourself and it will take time. It'll take about a year to two years to fully, fully be rooted and planted. So don't expect immediate results. Give yourself time and grace to know that, um, you know, nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens immediately and it'll take some time. So be proud of yourself and trust the process and trust God along the way and use when you are alone to your advantage of knowing yourself more and knowing God more and really seeking him and be and creating a deeper intimacy with him. All right, you guys, that was today's episode of happy and healthy. It was a lot longer. I'm so sorry that it was a bit rambly and all over the place, but that's kind of how Q and A's go. Um, yeah, I've been talking for over an hour. My brain is 100% starting to shut down. It's at that point where I'm like, Oh, I am feeling funky. But thank you guys for listening. I hope this was beneficial and it helped you guys out. I'd love to do more of these down the road and just be able to answer more of your questions. And I do want to do more of these on my own Instagram as well. So make sure you're following my Instagram, Janina Mapola. If you want to watch the YouTube, it's just linked down below or it's just Happy and Healthy on YouTube. I also post every single Monday on my own personal YouTube channel, which is also Janina Mapola. And yeah, thank you guys for resharing, listening, donating, all the things. If you guys want to donate, it is linked down below. We give 10% back to charity. Um, and I'm working on merch again for you guys soon so stay tuned and yeah thank you guys for being a part of it just supporting us reposting all the things on instagram tagging us on instagram we always want to retag those things so make sure you're tagging us um but yeah thank you guys for your support i love you guys thanks for listening hope this was a blessing and i'll see you guys next tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy until then stay happy and healthy bye guys bye